Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and today I'm joined by returning guest and network friend. We have Tracy Wheatley from the Paper News Out Loud podcast. How are you doing, Tracy? I'm doing really good. How are you, Doug? Doing pretty good. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think Whitney's going to be joining us here in a little bit, but uh, we'll be looking forward to hearing from her as well. Uh, but all right. First things first, I know we're having you back on the podcast because we've been talking off air about a game that we've both been playing, and I know that you have some things you want to talk about, but I'm sure there might be some other games that you've been playing since we've last uh, talked, so let's talk about it. It's that Harry Potter mobile game, Hogwarts Mystery. Um, I know you expressed interest in saying you wanted to come back on the show and uh, tell us your thoughts on it, so let's maybe just start there, and for anybody who's unfamiliar with it, it's a free game. But it and it's uh it, it gives you that Harry Potter like vibe. It's very nostalgic, but there's a lot of problems. <laughs> what are yes. your thoughts, Tracy? Yes. Okay. So I wrote up a lot about this. I have a lot of feelings about this. So my background in Harry Potter is that I love it. Like when Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows came out, I got it delivered to me that day. Read it in 24 hours. Like I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. So I might have had high expectations for this game. Um, but yeah, it's just, there's, there's so many problems with it. So I like, we'll start it with some positives. I like that you're returning to Hogwarts. Like, I think that's really cool. And I like that they're trying to tell the story from like a new point in time because it's set. Um, I think it starts in like 1984. I'm pretty sure. So it's like a few years after Harry, the baby defeated Voldemort for the first time. And you know, whatever we all know the story. Um, so it's like in that in-between time before Harry gets to Hogwarts. So I think that's really cool because that's like a really unexplored time in like the Harry Potter canon and whatever. Um, so yeah, I think that's awesome. So it's like fun to see how there's just always something going on like in the shadows at Hogwarts because like sh- like the premise of the game is that you're playing as this character um, who starts out at Hogwarts and your brother like has this... Um, like legacy, I guess you could say, where he was looking for these cursed vaults. And I think he, it says he went mad or he just got like evil or something and he ended up getting expelled from Hogwarts. So you're like starting with that really negative thing and then just everyone brings it up to you constantly. Like you can't go anywhere without someone mentioning how your brother totally messed up and just like had to leave the school. Yeah, which is kind of weird. It's, like, yeah. very, like, reminiscent of Harry Potter himself. Like, it's, like, you're the super popular boy because, like, there's something interesting about you that everybody is talking about. It's just kind of weird how, like, you're, like, the pre- precursor to Harry Potter. And, like, that's one thing that I was meaning to ask you because, mm-hmm. like, uh, you, you as a player have the ability to um, give your character – you can make them different gender. You can uh, change their appearance in many different ways, uh, a lot of which you have to purchase, which will get to all that kind of stuff but then one thing is you have to name your character um uh, you could do like a general randomized name but i ended up naming him larry nodder and that's <laughs> after a band that is basically a play on like they're basically it's like a parody of harry potter so uh-huh. larry nodder they're emo they're fantastic and that's just yeah i don't know i felt that's like it was good. appropriate and now it's like funny that like larry nodder is like the precursor to harry potter for real, yeah. I'm Audrey Dimple, if you were wondering. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> that is fantastic. Yes, I was. No, that that's a really good name. And okay, now we got to get to it. Houses. Like, 
sorting i was i was thinking to myself it's gonna be kind of like pottermore and be like Mm -hmm. a series of questions and be like this is how i get sorted it's more or less the the sorting hats like where do you want to go right yeah which i i like that part because i think people get very loyal to their houses so they're going to want to play the game in their house but um i actually chose ravenclaw usually i'm more of like a hufflepuff like leaning person and i just i don't know i felt to like trying something new. So I went with Ravenclaw and you. That's super cool. I went Hufflepuff because nice. I was trying something new. I've always been <laughs> a Gryffindor awesome. and I was like, yeah, let's go Hufflepuff for once. Right. Um, but yeah, so back to the game. Uh, I, I didn't get too far. I'm eager to see where you are. Like my frustrations first of all, like I was, I was enjoying it. The story, the pacing, it was really interesting. Mm-hmm. And at one point it even was like, Oh, are you enjoying the game? Give us a rating. And I was thinking, I'm not going to give you a rating yet. But if right. I would have at that point, I've been like, yeah, sure. I'm having fun. But then mm-hmm. not even moments later, you have to, I don't know if it's exactly the same story for everyone. I'm fairly sure it is, but like this character, uh, oh gosh, what's her name? It begins with an M, Mar- Marula. Yeah. She's like an evil uh, Slytherin who's like out to get you and just like totally thwarting you at every like thing that you're doing. And you end up uh, trapped in a closet with a devil yes, snare. I so if you're familiar with this. Harry yes. Potter the, the and the Sorcerer's Stone, it's that plant that is uh, sensitive to light. And that's where I first ran into the like, oh no, this game's really going to upset me. Uh, it's because... I had vines wrapped around my character's throat yes. and it's like, oh, tap to like interact with the screen. And then I ran out of energy and it was like basically like, oh, for every tap, you have to wait four minutes and you're going to need like five taps. So like essentially I went from playing the game and it's like, oh, well, you have eight hours to complete this task. And in 20 minutes, like you'll probably be able to do it. And I was like, oh, God. So I just literally left my phone on mute, like waiting those 20 minutes. It's just so While frustrating when you're like on a roll. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, and there's literally a, a freaking vine wrapped around his neck, and mm-hmm. I have to wait for a half hour. And I was like, it really just everything came to a screeching halt. And that's why I think it's funny. They obviously wanted to ask you your opinion of the game at that opportune time of like, oh, are you having fun before mm-hmm. anything like that happened? But that's the thing. There's like another another frustration is how many currencies there are. You have like energy, you have coins yes. and gems, yep. so it's like already just one of those games. And, like, in order to get energy, you can spend some gems, but, like, I didn't even have hardly any gems. And then, like, later on in the game, it did do something. It was like, oh, well, thanks for participating in the launch of the game. Here's 100 gems. So I'm like, all right, well, that's nice. That would have been really handy, like, fucking 10 minutes (laughs) ago when I was, like, had it. There's so much criticism of the game for that Yeah, it's pretty bizarre. I read something where it's like, your your avatar is literally being choked and, like, strangled by this devil's snare. And it's like, give us money and we'll let you out of this stranglehold. And like, that's, that, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, that image is just not, not a good image at all. Trying. Yeah. Oh man. It's so forced and unfair and not mm-hmm. cool. And that's what I mean. They're, even just for like, by, like for upgrading your character, it's like, oh, well, at this point in the game, you have to change your clothes. And it's like, oh, well, if you want to change your clothes, you got to spend money for like some cool ass shit. Otherwise, you don't look like a fucking scumbag. And I'm like, <laughs> right. uh, I'll go scumbag because I'm not trying to spend any money. Uh, so yeah, they are really out for the money. I'd be super interested if there was like some way to, they were like, transparent about all the money they make on something mm-hmm. like that because i'm curious how many people buy into that and it's a shame because you shouldn't because it's really right. not important at I, all yeah but and then there's like kids that play it too like it's definitely like when oh, you read right. the dialogue and stuff like that it just it feels really like geared towards kids like it's not 
I don't know, the dialogue isn't nuanced at all. And it, so that kind of bothers. And that like kind of takes away from like the experience too. It's like you're reading it and you just, I don't know, I can't get into the dialogue at all. Um, but one thing that you mentioned earlier is like, it feels like you're kind of playing Harry Potter in the Chamber of Secrets. Like that's what it feels like. Like you have secret parts of the castle that turn out to be real. I'm guessing, um, a main character that hears voices. I don't know if that's a spoiler or not, but it happens pretty early on in the game. Yep. Someone it has been expelled from Hogwarts for looking at this stuff, like just like Hagrid was expelled from Hogwarts, you know, when Voldemort was in school and whatever. Um, Snape and Filch are talking in the corridor about things and being super obvious about it. And then you have your evil Slytherin counterpart. So it's like, yeah, a it's rehash so, of Chamber uh, of Secrets is what it really feels like. I'm playing, especially really when she heard voices. I'm like, okay, <laughs> this is just Chamber of Secrets again. So that was a little. Eh. That's a really good point. Oh, and interestingly enough, we actually have Whitney able to join us. Nice. What's up, Whitney? Hello, hello, how's it going? It's going. We're like mid-conversation about this Harry Potter game. Did you get much further in it? Um, I I got past where I just heard you guys talking about the, the devil snare stuff. I'm past there. Um, I am about to explore the, the chamber. Ooh, um, interesting. Yeah, we, we think we may have found the chamber via Filch, and we're about to explore it. I mean, I have the, all the same problems with m- microtransactions and the, the being, like, uh, bled for money that I am definitely not willing to pay. So I definitely, <laughs> everything that you guys were talking about when I, when I came in, uh, I'm 100% there with you. You are, you're pretty far. Like, I'm still, like, working on so many lessons. Like, okay, are we getting back into it? Yeah, yeah. I, I uh, okay. the nice thing is, I mean, I take a lot of trains, and it's kind of perfect for the as far as like that the big gaps in mm-hmm. time because I can play mm-hmm. it while I'm on the train to work, and then I'm at work, so I don't need to play it for another several hours. So that whole like mm-hmm. wait three hours to get out of this predicament thing doesn't really uh, yeah. impact me at all. Um, right. <laughs> See, like, my problem with that is that I can only play it, like, I get maybe two, three minutes out of it at a time, and then you have that, like, time limit that you have to wait again, mm-hmm. and then um, if there's a three-hour thing that I start before I go to work, and then it expires before I can finish it, and then I have to redo it all over again, like, the game is already, I feel super repetitive, and then I have to redo all of these lessons, like, yeah. that, that I really yeah. don't like, that bothers me. Yeah, I'm also just curious how long of a game this experience is going mm-hmm. to be. It does seem extremely on rails. Like, uh, I w- at first I was just even turned off of like just the whole premise of just like you can only like scroll side by side to like get around. I yes. really wanted it to be more or less like a Diablo, like click to <laughs> go here or something. I mean, and if, if it was that complicated though it really open up a lot of room for bugs and stuff so i understand why they made it as simple simplistic mm-hmm. as they did but like god it really does feel kind of just cheesy and very straightforward on rails linear experience of course there's like questions and like options and mm-hmm. stuff that impact your gameplay but very slightly yeah oh and apparently there's like lore inaccuracies like i guess a firebolt was mentioned during like i don't really read like, you know, when you're in classes and you, like, have to click on all that stuff and then the dialogue pops up on the bottom. Like, I don't always look at that. Yep. But I guess they mentioned a firebolt during your flying lessons, which doesn't come out until, like, Harry's first year. So. 
Yeah, and that's one thing, like, I noticed in one of the menus of, like, the spells and stuff you learn, I wonder, I guess your character's gonna transgress through all seven years of Hogwarts there? I'm yeah. curious, are they, is your character gonna look older? Or is this <laughs> gonna be a game that continues to get, like, updates as, like, and there's gonna be seasons, or is, is this just a fixed thing where it's just mm-hmm. like, there it is? Right. Yeah, like, I'm excited, I guess, to meet, like, Bill Weasley and, like, Tonks and stuff. Like, I think that's cool that they get to have those characters in there. Because, again, those are, like, characters that don't get as explored in, like, the books and the movies and stuff. Totally. So, that's interesting. And I'm hoping, like, I was thinking that maybe, like, the new spells and unlocking the years will make the game more interesting. Because even, like, right now, when you first start the game, there's a lot of places you can't go. And it's a lot of, like, clicking on your, like, little quest thing and then just going straight to, like, the potions classroom or the charms classroom and stuff like that. Definitely. Um. Have there been any other games that you've been playing, Tracy? And then we'll kind of see what Whitney's been up to. Um, No, I don't have like my PlayStation or anything here. And I really don't have anything online. I did yesterday. Did you guys ever play Cookie Clicker? Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Matt, our other co- co-host, was a big fan, but yes. I love Cookie Clicker. I've had one game of I Cookie Clicker so going much. for more than two years now. Oh my god, that's Holy amazing. Crap. I love that. Like, I had to get a new <laughs> laptop, and I didn't like export my save. I love it so much. I'm like so deep in right now. It's so great. It's just so funny. Like All the things are hilarious. Like The government has surveillance on my cookies now, and I'm just like, this is the funniest game I've ever played. That's phenomenal. It's so that sounds good. good. Um, listener, check that out if you haven't already. Please do. Like oh. I know it's and like there was an update since I've last played it. Now there's like sugar lumps. I'm like, this is great. I didn't know this game could get any Oh, you haven't played since sugar lumps? Yeah, they added more no, stuff. How I think because the guy that made it realized that there's only there's only so far you can it's literally just a game where you watch numbers get bigger. Like there is no strategy to it. Well, very little strategy <laughs> to it. It's just about getting achievements and, and watching numbers get bigger. And so he has to like every so often I feel like he realizes he has to go in and add a new element to the game to make it interesting um, or more interesting than it was. And I think that he always does it very creatively, which I appreciate. Yeah. Definitely. All of like everything, like describing the cookies, like the upgrades, the achievement, it's all just so funny. Mm -hmm. And um, I actually did read like um, some kind of guide on the game. And there is like strategies where people like calculated, like how many cookies you get per like cookie spent you know, mm-hmm. like, so what's worth upgrading first? And I'm yep. wow, <laughs> that's more intense than I want to get. But yeah. Yeah, it's so much fun. That's funny. But that's it for me. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Whitney, how about you? What Have you been playing anything in recent days? Um, More God of War. Uh, I'm still enjoying Ooh. it. Um, I have heard a few, and I'm not going to be spoilery about it, but I've heard some things from other people who are further along than I am, um, where there is a point where it gets weird, and, like, I definitely am not at that point yet, so I'm not as far into the game as I thought, because I'm nowhere near anything getting, like, kind of, not going off the rails per se, but, like, it takes a big turn in tone and everything, and that hasn't happened for me yet, so I'm, I'm, I've put quite a few hours into it, but, um, Nothing like thematically has seemed to change for me, so uh, I don't. Okay. I don't think I'm. I'm as far along as I thought. I'm probably just now. Like last time we talked, I said it was about a third of the way through, and I've played another six or seven hours since then. And I think now I'm a third of the way through. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot That's of game there. There's a lot of game there. Uh, I will say it does not feel like it's 
super long. Like there are some games where you get to the point where you're just like, oh, this is going on so long. But I feel like um, they've done a really good job of letting you choose if you want to just stick to the story or if you want to explore and find all the chests and the collectibles and all that kind of stuff. Um, because when I decide I don't want to be solving puzzles to open chests, I just want to get back to the story. It's very easy to do that without like backtracking a huge way or anything like that. They've, they've kept it um, tied in, but separate. So if you want to be a completionist, you totally can. But if you want to just stop doing that and go back to the story, it, that's very easy too. So, um, so yeah, I'm enjoying it so far, but I nice. did also this week play, uh, the Detroit become human, becoming human, become Ooh, human. Yes, become yeah. and oh, yeah. we were talking about How that off it? air. I need to download it as soon as we're done here. I I'm, oh, I need. I don't know why I have it yet. Okay, it's, please tell me about it's it. It's one scene. It's super short. That's all that's in the demo. So it's it's. I maybe did it in ten minutes, and then I went through and played the scene again, making different choices. Definitely, I have nice. such nice. mixed feelings about this game. I am. So excited for it, but also mm -hmm. the only thing that they are using to advertise this game, including the demo game, which they showed a little bit of when they were, you know, showing previews at E3 and stuff like that. The, they're all involving abuse and they're all involving children. Um, oh no. So okay. like the two scenes that you get to see as like a bystander who hasn't played any of the game is a child being held hostage in a hostage situation and a child whose father is abusive and alcoholic. Yikes. And Ouch. I know that that's not all the game is about, but for mm -hmm. some reason, those are the two things that they are showing to people. And when you have only two scenes to see, um, Ugh. that is like, why would you not choose a different scene? And so I'm just yeah. I'm just curious to see how it, uh, the game like kind of plays out. I know you play as different characters. Like mm -hmm. the character that you play in the demo is an actual scene from the game, and you are like it's sort of detective-y style. Like you're at a crime scene with the hostage. I won't say anything else about it, but you go around and you like have to make a decision. Do you run right out to the roof, or do you look around for clues to maybe have a better understanding of the situation? And you're the hostage negotiator, but you have humans telling you what is important and what you have to do. And their choices are, are maybe different than your choices. So they set off right off the bat, sort of like a neutral morality sort of a thing where you have humans saying, this is the moral thing to do. You get to decide the your own moral thing to do as an Android and what that means to you. And I, um, the first time through the scene, I did complete my objective, but not optimally. And so I went through and I played it again. And I basically found all of the clues and looked at all of the stuff and went out and um, negotiated. And, and it ended very differently that way. So being that my favorite game of all time is Until Dawn, because of all of the yeah. choices and how it affects mm -hmm. the game, I'm super excited for Detroit. And it looks cool. The PlayStation controller makes all kinds of crazy noises. Like <laughs> robot type computer noises in your hand that, that you're not awesome. expecting. Um, and it was, I loved that part. The controls, mm -hmm. I don't love, but that's always like one of my big sticking points. I'm very picky about that. If it doesn't feel intuitive mm -hmm. to me, then I think you're doing something wrong. And this didn't feel intuitive to me, but I don't think it's 
too hard to maneuver. Um, you have to use a joystick to pull options off of a menu by like pointing one of the joysticks in a direction, but it's all the, also the joystick you use to look around. Oh, okay. So like you look around to see an object, but then you use that same joystick you looked around to see the object with to like maybe pick it up and examine it or something. And that feels weird to me. Yeah, why? That's yeah, that seems really strange. Definitely. But it looked great. It was very fun. I got super into the mm-hmm. like I said the scene is sh- so short. Going through the whole thing was less than 10 minutes. Um, but I had a really really great time in those 10 minutes. So I'm curious to see mm-hmm. How much of the story outside of those choices is on Rails? And then you just, it's almost like a cutscene or something where you make all the choices. And if the story around it changes, I don't know. Um, I don't know what it's like to play the, any of the other characters. I definitely liked the sort of detective-y feel of like finding clues in a crime scene, mm-hmm. but having a time crunch felt very cool where you were like losing time. Things were actively happening if you took too long. Um, I like But if you didn't have all of the clues you didn't know everything that was going on when you tried to go into the situation. Mm-hmm. So that That's was cool. super, super cool gameplay. And I loved that part of it. Uh, but I just, right. oh, man. I'm like, so I'm mixed. I'm like really, really pumped for it. Mm-hmm. But then on the other hand, there's a lot of weird stuff about it too, that I'm not sure how it's going to pan out. So uh, I'm definitely going to pre-order it though. The, the demo worked on me. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to put my money <laughs> down now. So. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Like, I'm a big fan of the previous games, uh, Heavy Rain and Beyond Two Souls. Speaking of mm-hmm. which, uh, if you're a PS4 owner and play, pay for play, PlayStation Plus, uh, for the month of May, play, uh, Beyond Two Souls is a free game along oh. with like Rayman Legends and something else. So mm-hmm. by all means, go download it. I it's have not phenomenal. played that, so I need to go get it if it's free. For sure. You really do. It's it's fantastic. Uh I I don't know. I remember talking about both games on the podcast and I think my conclusion was I liked Heavy Rain more than Beyond Two Souls, but mm-hmm. Beyond Two Souls is a very very unique experience. Super interesting how they incorporate like this like uh corporeal like character like extension of this character. It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd I'd want to revisit it actually. It's been a couple of years since I've played it. So now that I can play it for free on PS4, I don't have to fire up the old PS3 to start that game. So that's exciting. Um but yeah, I'm really really interested in trying this Detroit demo. So I'll be giving that a go and see what my outcome is as well. Yeah. I'm like super excited for this game. Because I have like problems with other games that say your choices really matter. Like I played, I really liked Heavy Rain, though the controls were terrible. I almost didn't play it because of that. They were awful. I don't know if you guys yeah. felt that way. I I I was Rough. used to them, but I remember uh, it was funny. If I'm not mistaken, it was like a couple of years ago. Like my parents were like, "Oh, well, we want a Blu-ray player," so I suggested to them, "Oh, get a PlayStation 3." And I brought over Heavy Rain, and it was like, I wanted my parents to play that game because I thought it might be a good diving in point, and yeah, they just could not get past the controls <laughs> yeah, at all. I didn't like it at all. Um, but then, like, um, the first Walking Dead Telltale game, like, I liked the storyline. Again, game mechanics, I wasn't a big fan, but it didn't feel like your decisions really mattered until the very end. So um, I was reading something about Detroit Become Human, and it's like you have just so many branches in different directions you can go in that the choices feel a lot more organic. Like in The Walking Dead, some of your choices, um, it was like you save one person or the other, but they end up being essentially the same person. Like they're just interchangeable anyway. So it's not a very weighted decision. So Yeah, I I know what you mean. 
Um, that makes me think of Life is Strange. If you haven't gotten around to that, that, that we're like <laughs> the not. biggest. Oh God, we are the biggest <laughs> fanboys at this podcast for that. It's unbelievable. We've had too many episodes about it. Um, but it's it's fantastic. You have to check it out. Um, but let's see here. Uh, I did have some conversation games though. That's the thing. I I haven't been playing too many games myself. Life has been pretty hectic on my end. But I the main game that I've been playing is that Harry Potter mobile game. So mm-hmm. hopefully I can catch up to where you guys are with that. Um, but yeah, would you guys be interested in playing a quick game of game or no game? Absolutely. Yeah. All right, let's do it. So we're playing game or no game. I have a handful of them uh, picked out for you guys. So let's see what you guys think of this first one here. Eminem scavenger hunt. Like the candy, not the wrapper. No. <laughs> that was, that was going to be my first question. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say game. No game. It's a no game, and I thought it was clever. I thought it might it be something hard. like, I don't know, sometimes there might even be an M&M branded video game, but I don't I think it's called is. Scavenger Hunt. Yeah, no. Yeah. I can see that happening. Yeah, it's definitely As plausible. A tool. <laughs> yes. Oh, gosh. And I have to say, there are some serious gems coming up. Like, not to say this next one is one of them, but like, there's some really good games that we're going to, I have to like really point out. So I'm really excited about <laughs> this one. Um, but all right, next one is called Sloth Overdrive. Game. I want that to be a game. I don't think it is a game, but I would play it if it is. <laughs> it is not, and I want it to be one too. Oh gosh! When I when I came up with that, I was like, "Can we just let's just get a You're team together really and just get that going?" Because yeah, I would definitely names. play Sloth Overdrive for sure. Yeah, I'm not sure what you would sure. do, but <laughs> I think it'd be great. <laughs> what do you think of a game called Shopkeep Two? No. No game. Um, I'm going to say no game. It's a game, so that already implies that Shopkeep (laughs) 1 is a thing. But that's the thing. I was thinking to myself, what kind of game could this even be? It was like one of the best-selling games on Steam in like recent weeks. So I was like, what is this? And it looks just like a crappy Skyrim. Like, I don't understand why anyone would be interested in this. It's, it's, I don't know. I, I guess there's an audience for it. But you just basically take over a shop area and then you like kind of like build up the interior and sell stuff but then you can the way it was advertised i watched the trailer for it. it's like oh you can make your character dance i'm like well okay like i don't know it just looked really not up my alley but Mm -hmm. it's a thing and it's selling like hot stuff so go check it out listener it's a game um all right let's see what you guys think of this one monster prom that is a game yeah i feel i feel like that's a game Either that or I'm... It is. Okay, I was going to say, either that I'm conflating it with something like Monster Date, which I just saw something about. Maybe they're the same <laughs> same game. It is. So what's Monster Prom? Yeah, this game is looks really fantastic. It's multiplayer dating sim where you're just a bunch... <laughs> you p- pick a monster and, oh my, and you try to p- take someone to the prom and there's rejection involved and like you have to build up relationships with these characters and all this weird stuff. And it seems like it'd be a much more interesting game. 
sure. with friends. But yeah, God, I, don't think I, I've I think ever it looks very fun. I've heard of a dating fun. sim that was multiplayer before. Like, there's a ton of dating sims out there. I don't think I've ever heard yeah. one where you could, like, play it with three other friends. Me well, neither. Guys, and the that's way. like a whole new dynamic to it. It's right? only 1079, yeah, the... so let's I know. jump on that right I'm now. Ready. I know, this has to be like a team thing. I'm <laughs> so in on this. It sounds very we fun. The, the way it. the trailer... Listener, you gotta go check out this trailer. It's fantastic. The characters look cool. The people who created it are obviously witty and funny, and it looks like there's lots of different options, and the fact that, like, yeah, like Whitney said, I can't think of a, a multiplayer dating sim myself, so it does seem like there's something new and fresh here, and I think this is gonna be a game a lot of people are talking about. So, it's a game. Cool. Let's see here. What do you guys think of a game called Super Mega Baseball 2? <laughs> yes. <laughs> game. Uh, no game. It's a game, and I mean, with a ridiculous <laughs> title like that, I didn't think it was either, and I was like, that can't be real. sports games, man. So yeah, no, that one was up there with one of the best-selling ones on Steam in recent days, so heck, I gotta check that out. <laughs> um, so is there Super I Mega got, like, Baseball four one? more for you guys. Yeah, I guess there was a Super Mega Baseball, just the original. Huh. Um, so let's see here. What do you think of Topsy Turvy Tactics? Oh, is that it? That's it. <laughs> Topsy Turvy Tactics. Game? I'm going to say no game. It is a no game, and I thought just maybe the alliteration there might be tricky, so it, it kind That's of worked. That's what got me, yeah. Um, okay. What do you think of a game called Starbear Taxi? <laughs> <laughs> um, I would probably download that game. Yeah, uh, but I, I don't know if it's real or not. No, I, I, I'm gonna say it's real and hope that I will it into existence. <laughs> I'm gonna say it's real too. <laughs> yes, it is real, yes. and we all we win on this one <laughs> because <did> <laughs> no, we did. I know. I feel like we've accomplished something by this game being real. This game, I, we all wanted it so badly, and guess what? <laughs> it's exactly what you want. Perfect. But the only issue here, there is a barrier to entry, like that. It's just like, oh gosh, I want to play this game so bad. Mm -hmm. It is VR only, so uh, you have to have a headset. But Dude. god damn it, if this game doesn't look like the best thing I've honestly ever probably bought, brought up on our podcast. This what game is, is so up my alley. I just want to play it. It's cute. It's adorable. It's in VR. You're taking little bears on their journeys and destinations in a, like, a hovercraft Stop. taxi. It makes me like think of like Crazy Taxi meets like something adorable like, yeah. I don't know, Alpha Bear. So it's it's phenomenal. Now I'm I have to very in love with this game and I want to <laughs> play it. What a, I don't have that kind it. of money. Why did no. you bring this up? Oh my gosh. <laughs> the art is so cute. I want to play this oh, I didn't game. See the art. Yes. Oh god. Funk and the music, Tronic everything Rats. about this, ten out of ten. Oh my god, dog! Why did you show this to me? <laughs> I know we so all gotta cute. get head. All right. So first investment is we gotta get Monster Prom. Then we all yes. gotta get headsets so we can enjoy Star Bear Taxi. Absolutely, mm -hmm. I'm so in. All right, so I got two more for you guys. Okay. Let's see uh, what you think of these last ones. Helicopter kitten. That's another thing I really want to exist, but I'm going to say no this time. Yeah, I'm going to say no, too. That is indeed a no. You guys are very good at this. And <laughs> last but not least, Hollywood Squares. Yeah? Yes? Game? Oh, they had to have made a Hollywood Squares game, yeah. right? Like, that's such an right? easy game I to make. I think so. 
that's what I was going with. And it is a game, yes. and it was for Wii. So <laughs> you can check that one out, listener. <laughs> nice. Awesome. I, I, as soon as you said that, I was like, there's no way they didn't make a Hollywood Squares right. game for some platform. Yeah, Wii <laughs> would be a pretty good platform. Exactly. Oh, Probably. and there's hundreds of shovelware for Wii, so that's one of them. But that's how we play Game or No Game. So I'm thinking, is there any kind of like newsy things we might want to bring up? Any kind of stuff you've seen lately? Movies, Netflix stuff? Oh, uh, have you guys I'm not seen really the sure. Maybe before we do some plugs. Um, yeah, I, I mean, did you guys get around to it? Yes. I did see Infinity Wars, yes. Uh, uh, I d- did not, and I'm not sure. Like, I'm such a fake nerd. So, <laughs> like, I, I don't know enough about it. So, like, but I know a lot of my friends who are really into it said that they came away disappointed. Did you feel oh. that way? I did. Um, it did it you, is oh not no. bad. Yeah, it is not bad. I had a great okay. time in the theater. I laughed. Mm-hmm. It was, I was engaged. Um, mm-hmm. As soon as you step out of the theater, you're yeah. you're like, that was not a real movie. It, like, there's no, there's just too many people, which is what I was worried about. And it's one story cut into two pieces, and so it's just mm-hmm. like. There's not a good beginning, middle, and end. There's no character development. They don't explain anybody. So if this is the first movie that you're seeing of theirs, you have no idea what's going on. You literally could not go in blind. Whereas I feel like almost every other movie in the like now 19 deep franchise, you could walk (laughs) into even if it's one of a series and understand what's happening. You could not do that with this one. See, I think that's okay, though. Because it's like... It is, but I also feel like that's... I, I feel like part of it is establishing a history to build off of. There was no character development at all. Like, they right. tried with a couple of things that felt super forced. But, like, mm-hmm. and also because there was so many people, like, even in Civil War, there were protagonists. In this movie, there was only an antagonist because the group was so big that there was no one person to be the right. hero. And, like, obviously, they're all heroes because that's, it's, you know, every... Uh, marvel ever but yeah um but there's like no one person to focus on in this like even in civil war when you have groups splitting up you have a leader of each group um that you can kind of focus the story around and in this one there is none um right and and it makes it hard to have anybody like obviously you root for everyone in general and everyone was super excited when they got to wakanda but like there is no person who you're like with in the fight um who you're you know rooting for and whatever and i feel like it makes everything else lack urgency when there's no one person that you're with the the main story who is like the protagonist and and with no character development it feels like everything just kind of happens and then it's done so you're left with Mm -hmm. kind of a feeling of huh yeah like a free-for-all of cameos exactly yeah like i mean it was it was fun and the cameos were great, and the dialogue was good, and it was fu- mm-hmm. like great to watch. And but it was a lot funny parts. Yeah, but like it didn't feel like a movie afterwards when I was done. I was like nothing. Like a lot of stuff happened, but also kind of nothing happened. 
Um, yeah, that's one thing with like Marvel movies is that it, a lot of times it doesn't feel like the consequences stick. So there's always yeah. a way to get out of it. So I'm always thinking it's hard to have that emotional weight when something happens because you're like, oh, they're going to work a way out of it. Kind of like, yeah. um, I don't right. know if you guys keep up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Love Agents of I S.H.I.E.L.D. I do not. Super good. I don't Especially either. their fourth season because it was a little more dark. Like they got moved to later time slots so they could do a little more dark things and they split like the season up into three sections. Anyway, super great. I love it. But that's the same thing too where they go into these nearly impossible situations and you're like, how are they going to get out of it? But you know that they're going to, which I guess is like, I mean, it's kind of what you want too. You don't want to see all your favorite characters dying all the time. Unless you watch Game of Thrones, but anyway. I was just going to say that. Oh, you beat me to it. <laughs> well done. Thanks. Thank you. But um, yeah, that's like one thing where it's hard to like, yeah, with, yeah, anyway. But it's like hard to see those consequences as sticking. Always yeah. You just see see them getting out of it. Um, so, but I definitely say sense. still go see it. If you were interested in oh, seeing it, sure. definitely still go see it. But I mean, it, it I is, cried. It is so definitely. far from the best that they've done like the most mm-hmm. recent thor was an incredible piece of filmmaking that was the most fun that mm-hmm. i've had in a movie theater in recent memory and this just yeah. didn't have any of that and i think it's just because there's you're trying to fit too much story so you don't get any mm-hmm. story at all yeah i really enjoyed it but like i'm a person too where when i watch a movie i'm not oh i just i don't know i just get so into it that i like have my blinders on or whatever yeah um yeah, I yeah, I definitely like super enjoyed it while I was watching it, but I also see like the critical side of it too, for sure. Yeah. Definitely. I appreciate the honest feedback. Um but yeah, this has been a interesting episode. Thank you guys for joining us uh both. Um let's do some plugs here and wrap this one oh, for up. Sure. Uh let's yeah, Tracy, you have a show on our network. Uh where can our listeners find you and your podcast? Yes, our podcast is called Paper News Out Loud. Um we're just like a little absurdist news comedy show that's just like a big mix of truth and fiction. Um, just a lot of fun stuff going on there. And we are releasing episodes now every other Tuesday. We're on like iTunes. We're on Pinecast now. Um, so yeah, we're on Google Play, all that kind of good stuff. So check us out. Definitely go check out their show. It's really fun time. <laughs> and uh, how about you, Whitney? You have a podcast. Where can our listeners find that? Um, it is Historical Hotties and same same deal. You can find us pretty much anywhere <laughs> you find your podcast. We're Spotify, Google Play, all that all that good stuff. Um, and we are, we take different categories of historical figures and we debate which one is the, the hottest. And this week we just did Fashionistas and it was Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis versus Zelda Fitzgerald versus Bo Brummel, um, which are all wow. pretty heavy hitters in the realm of, of fashion icons. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that was a really fun one. We've, we've had some real bangers lately. I've been very proud of the stuff that's come out in the last month or so. So definitely check us out. And anywhere you want to find us on social media, we are at Historically Hot. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And listener, if you like our show, please tell a friend to subscribe, uh, check us out, join the Facebook group, all that stuff. If you like our conversation games, maybe send us an email, almost better than silence at gmail.com with suggestions for I was the walrus categories, game or no game, uh, who knows, even some stumpers, uh, shit you find on Quora that Bastard <laughs> might read off. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, we're findable at, on Twitter and Facebook and Twitch at ABT Silence. Um, gonna try to, uh, Twitch stream the 
episodes more regularly, so hopefully keep an eye out for that. But uh, thanks for joining us, and we'll be back next week. See you guys. Bye. Bye.